Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, joining us, and I wish we were all in Fayetteville together hanging out watching baseball, Tom, but you know what? We're happy to have you on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline anyway. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, man. It's it's good to be with you, and yeah, uh, the baseball team, I think, squeezed out a whole lot of what what they could out of their team with the long injury run, and uh, you know, the one thing I do wish they had done is hang on to that Friday game at Vanderbilt and been the uh, sole you know, the lone winner, solo champion in the SEC, uh, not sharing it. But, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, they just kind of did not have enough arms to go four or five games deep in this regional. And losing the <clears throat> losing the um, the winner's bracket game against TCU on the, uh, the, the day game on Sunday, I believe, mm-hmm. was, uh, was the one. You know, mm-hmm. Hagen Smith only – lasting that one inning kind of you know the writing was on the wall at that point so, right but you know they're, they're going to be a powerful team next year too and maybe things will fall in line better for them yeah let's talk about that we have not delved too much into roster you know for next year and obviously they've got the number one class coming in depending on how many of those guys decide not to go pro but you do have a great one-two punch with tigert and hagan smith as your pitchers and a whole bunch of guys out of the bullpen assuming you know, we were talking about Dylan Carter yesterday, and he's obviously up in the air to maybe come back next year after the surgery. But, you know, guys like Gage Wood, if he can get back on track, and you got some really good pieces. And then, you know, in the in the lineup, you got Peyton and Peyton, and I'm not sure how he'll handle those guys. And then you've got uh, uh, Diggs. Diggs back. So, yeah, I mean, obviously got to rebuild the outfield. Yeah, and there's some guys who have eligibility remaining. And I want to say, like, Bolton. Um, who might not be drafted, and you know maybe Parker Rowland. I'm not sure, but there's some guys who are seniors who might have eligibility who you might get back. But there's a decent nucleus with Stovall, Diggs, um, and you know Holt. You hope you keep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, and he, Hunter Holland even said on a radio appearance the other day, "Don't be surprised if I come back." But I think he's going to get drafted yeah. and be in position to go. So you do have a, a decent start to your rotation. With Smith and Tiger, yeah, and oh, McIntyre can come back. Oh, and yeah. Zach Morris can come back. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's going to be a lot of maneuvering between who who gets drafted from the big time signing class, who chooses to come, how much do you delve into the transfer portal and JUCO, and so the roster management. They seem to be really all over it, and so I don't doubt that they'll put the pieces together to be a quality team. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that that radio appearance by Hunter Holland was out of bounds on 103.7 The Buzz, Tom, and uh, he was darn good the other day <laughs> because uh, John, John Neighbors was pretty happy that he said it when he did. We had Jace Borfin on earlier in the week, and he's another guy that could potentially come back. We all know he, he should be drafted in a position where he should be happy to go professional. But it was interesting in talking to him, Tom, and you got the sense of that all through the year. There's a real almost romanticism with this this experience at Arkansas as a baseball player, and this year especially, there was something, the way Dave Van Horn talked about it, this was not your typical team, and he's had a lot of good ones over the years, but there was a special closeness, which is hard to believe with all the new pieces they brought in. But Jace even said that uh, you know he hadn't he hadn't thoroughly made a decision yet either. I guess a lot of it will depend on where he ends up getting drafted. But it, it's, uh, it's interesting, guys, that, that may have an option to go that I, I think seriously are struggling with the decision. I, I agree with what you said, the, like the sentimentality of understanding that these are like golden years because 
if you're in the minor leagues, you're doing the whole bus thing and the, you know, the, you know, living in a townhouse or an apartment somewhere and just trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And and that's different than the crowds that you have here, the treatment that you get on campus, the help with uh, your classes. You know, there's a the private jet travel of a red carpet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They flew to one place, and and I think it was the Georgia game. And, I mean, excuse me. They they drove to one place, uh, the Mississippi State series, I believe. And otherwise, they're flying, man. And so there's a certain treatment that you they I think they understand how good they have it and what the fan base thinks of them and and all that. And so yeah, it's a sen- sentimental piece that you cherish and you don't want to easily give up, but. I do believe Borfin's going to be in position that, that he's going to go. I mean, his his caliber, his talent, what he hit this year, it all adds up to being drafted and going. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I I I got what you're saying, and what when you hear them saying this, you're like, oh, wow, okay, he really does mean this. How much he loved his teammates, how much they bonded. I know they did a lot of team bonding and building stuff last uh, fall, and it pays off. And there's a certain uh, picking up for your teammate, and you, you got the sense that with this team. Oh, one other guy we didn't mention was Ben McLaughlin. He, yeah. You know, he's got eligibility, and he's a huge bat. So there's a lot of pieces that they're going to be able to put together for this team. Yeah, on that same note, uh, I read a great story. I think it was Andrew Hutchison wrote it and did the numbers. Uh, back in the day, uh, first uh, these top 100 high school kids were signing and, and going uh, to play professional baseball. In the last couple of years, it's been around 47% are staying. So that's kind of changed hmm. the, the value of playing college baseball and some of the things you're talking about, not having to go through. And let's, let's admit, too, you know, the Major League Baseball cut out a lot of their farm system, and so they don't mm-hmm. have as many of those teams. But uh, these high school kids are choosing to go to college, maybe get, you know, two or three years of education. But, you know, they're, they're progressing in an environment like Arkansas where you're playing in front of great crowds, where you're treated NIL money, and you're traveling really well. And you don't have to do that in the lower levels of minor league baseball. So it gives you hope that this number one signing class, while, yes, some are going to sign, no doubt, but some are going to come, and that's going to be big for next year. It really will. And, um, yeah, I think the NIL component is is one thing that you and I, maybe we can't compute it like the the families do. So your family – of a freshman signee who might be in the top 250, who could be a 10th-round draft pick. Um, and I think they communicate well but with their reps and, and the major league on this is it's going to take this much for my kid to go. And, and otherwise, there, there's a value to you can make NIL money on the campus, you're going to get top-notch medical treatment, you're going to get all the things that we just talked about, um, and you're, you're training yourself. You're getting good development here that it would be different in the major league, and you're a little bit more. You're in a you're in an organization, but you're kind of on your own in some other aspects of it. So, you're you're right. Dave used the word when I asked him about next year's roster component. He used the word I want to say ravaged. We're going to get ravaged by the class by the draft, and we know that. So, you know, I guess some of their top fifty or top one hundred signees. They, they feel like are going to go. But I do believe they're, they're going to keep some. You know, there's Hagen Smith out there that they can bring in and and how these guys perform. I mean, Smith and Tiger were both really outstanding freshmen. Um, if they get that kind of contributions from some of the class, 
and they plug in some bats, then they have a chance to be right where they were this year. And honestly, a lot of the teams like LSU and Vanderbilt, I think they had like more, uh, I guess, higher-rated type rosters this year, and they were picked to finish higher. But Arkansas had a certain something about them, despite the injuries, that they that they uh, outfinished both of those two clubs. Talking to Tom Murphy on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, we've been asking our fans this week, our listeners this week, should I call them fans? Maybe they're not fans, they just listen because they have nothing else to do. Anyway, people who listen to the show, uh, will they watch baseball this week? How, how close will we be locked in on the World Series or the, I guess, the Supers this week? Um, I will have them on. I've got a lot of things going on personally that's keeping me really busy. But um, I enjoy watching college baseball and playoff baseball. Um and so, yeah, I will be plugged in, just like I listened to my Braves every night, and last night was fantastic. I love it. That's great. Let's move over to basketball. Grant Nelson, the big news, and uh, there's a few schools. I guess maybe it's down to two now that are still potentially vying for his services, including Arkansas, and I know he was on campus this week. Did you hear anything about how that went? Um, just that I, I, I believe it was an enjoyable visit, a good decision for that kid. Um, he'll, he'll wind up with a lot of attention on him this year. Um, I don't know if like what negative recruiting might have taken place, but I guarantee you some fans negative recruited. If you saw some of the stuff going on about if you go to Alabama, uh, and so I mean that's a real thing <laughs> yeah. that he has to consider sure. <laughs> what's happening in that program. Uh, but man, if he was on this Arkansas team, there would be so many elements that you know you'd have outside shooting. You've had you'd, you'd have you know swingman types. Like when I see his highlights. I see a lot of Trevin Brazil, you know, can get all the way to the basket, dunk, and can shoot. And so they would have a, a massive talent. And I'm sure Alabama has a great class coming in, too, and would be in the same boat. But it's going to be fun watching him in the SEC next year. Man, I hope it works out. That would be uh, a great final piece for that, yeah. that class or that group. So it would be fun to watch those two together. Twin Towers, man. Almost kind of like how football got that wide receiver from South Carolina, North Carolina, 85th guy, qualified late. That's a great way to top off the class. That'd be two for two. Tommy, are you following the track and field at all? Well, I, I did. I've, I've read some of Bob's stuff. I'm, I think the men got off to a good start. I'm not sure how the women did last night. But, I've, you know, the men the men have the components to win this thing um, if they score well. And I'm not sure if all the scoring they've done has been along, you know, what they expected so far yet. But, um, you know, they're going to need that. Uh the, with the softball and the baseball not going to the College World Series and the women's golf not making to the NCAAs, they need that for the uh, Director's Cup. Wow. And, you know, I think they had their all-time highest finish seventh last year. So that might be hard to attain. Mm-hmm. They were eighth the year before that, but they could wind up with a top 10, top 15. And that's, that's a big deal when you don't have water polo and wrestling and some of the other things that you can score in because right. there's not as many teams. Wes, uh, Wes reported earlier that the pole vault team got the shaft, mm. pun intended. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, it wasn't a very good outing, and that's going to prevent them more than likely from having a chance to win a title. So you count on those points, so on Tom, women, on, on the women's, yes. On the women's side? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's a shame because it would have been great to win in Lance Harder's final deal. But I heard you all talking about Dragon Video when I came on, and I, I dabbled when I was in, uh, like, freshman I tried pole vaulting. I ended up being on the relay team and running the 330 intermediate hurdles and like contributing a lot. But man, I tried everything. I I was I tried 
uh, high jumping and um, uh, pole vault. But my body was not built for pole vaulting. That That's a different thing altogether. Well, my guts are not built for pole vaulting, and I don't want to be that high in the air, <laughs> if you know what I mean, unless I'm on an airplane. <laughs> so, um, Although yeah. I probably wouldn't have been very high because I wouldn't have been very good at it. But, uh, yeah, that takes some real guts to go through that one. That's a That's an interesting one. All right. Well, Tom, we'll let you go. I appreciate it. Uh, get back to it, and we will talk to you next week.